Andreas. Andreas. Okay, we're gonna talk about being gay, zusammen, zusammen, and what makes a relationship so special. Okay, you start. Okay, so. It was early May 2004 when I met Mario for the first time at a theater rehearsal in the Upper West Side of Manhattan. I was on vacation in New York and was asked to co-direct a play he was cast in, scheduled to open two weeks later. During the break we were chatting and mentioning songs we liked that were popular in gay circles. We smiled as we dropped a few more hints about our sexuality. We became friends instantly and started spending more and more time together. Six weeks later, we were on the observatory of the Empire State Building accompanied by two friends. Inspired by the breathtaking view, we exchanged engagement rings near midnight. Gently, yet passionately, we opened our hearts to one another on that clear, beautiful night. The very next day I flew back to Germany where I spent the rest of the summer while Mario went to San Francisco. Then, in the fall, we began sharing our lives daily. The rest is history, as they say. This episode is the second part of our exploration on how we have influenced and changed each other as two gay men negotiating our differences. There was nothing that we weren't going to do to be together. The reason we want to be together is because we love each other. And the reason we love each other is because we have a special connection. Yes. And for me, that's really what this is all about. Before you, I had a couple of long-term relationships. They had their beautiful aspects, mm -hmm. and in the end, they didn't work out. But this was very different. By the time I met you, I hadn't been with someone for many years like you. Mm -hmm. And I had thought very carefully and consciously about the kind of person I wanted to be with. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You had the list. I had a list, which was not a superficial list. It was informed by my experiences in the past. It was a carefully thought out list of 10 points. In yes. a way. <laughs> <laughs> and the interesting thing about it was that I created that list maybe two years before you came into my life. Yeah, uh -huh. when I first moved to New York City. Uh -huh. And, uh, I, you know, I was not meeting someone. I was not... Uh, finding that kind of person. I was turning 40, I think, and I had basically come to terms with the fact that if I was alone for the rest of my life, I would be perfectly okay. I think we shared that. I always thought my life would be not worthwhile living, actually, when I would not find a partner. And that stopped. And I decided that uh, even when I don't find anybody, I will be very happy with my work and I will become a very happy person even when I stay alone. 
Yeah, and I think that's a really interesting starting point for our relationship because we were at peace with ourselves. We were okay with just being who we are and not having to be with someone after years of living alone. If you cannot be at peace with yourself and if you can't be okay being on your own, if you meet someone, if you become involved with someone, then you're going to have a lot of expectations for that person to kind of feel that inner emptiness. Mm -hmm. That was a lesson for me. Yes, I think we recognized it also immediately when we actually came together. It was really like a decision. Yes. I think we both had the same yearning. If we are together with somebody, we want to be together as much as possible. Some people would don't want that, but we both wanted that. Yeah, and I think there's something very valid besides what we may project on each other in terms of lacks that we had in our childhood and needs that were not met. Because we're gay and because we were both rejected as children growing up in our families, in the society, very intensely, mm -hmm. there is a need one has for recognition, for validation, for togetherness, for acceptance, for love, being who we are exactly as we are, and healing. And to have that in our relationship is just like unbelievably beautiful. One of life's greatest gifts. I think that this is the deep meaning of relationship, actually. Not only to learn from each other, but also to heal things without projecting, just mm -hmm. being together. I feel we do that also with a lot of time. <laughs> so I think that's very nice that we did this step of commitment because somehow that takes the stress away that oh my god you know maybe the other runs away because i said something or whatever mm -hmm. it gives you like a peace of mind that the other will probably stay with me and that's really beautiful this growing together who knows maybe something karmic about it too kind of karmic need, yes oh. our soul needed yeah it was in the stars our astrological yeah. charts match almost yes like Perfectly, it's crazy. Yes, they match very well, yes. That also makes me think of uh, the importance of conscious relating. It has to do with how you relate to yourself, first of all, and then also to another person close to you. But how in our journey together, we have been very conscious to surround ourselves with people who are also loving, open-hearted, and the relationships that were not or that were toxic, we have been able to identify that and let go of those people mm -hmm. and supported developing a community that is very loving, very healing. And that is kind of a, a bigger context. And it was a difficult process because we both had relationships before that were actually not good for us. I think it's also about the truth. When You come together with people who are really interested in finding the truth about a situation, about the reality, about our spiritual being. And they're really truth seekers. Right. When I just think about how we relate to each other, like mm -hmm. with our friends uh, here mm -hmm. and in Germany, also in Mexico, mm -hmm. when we start talking about very specific things, more existential things, mm -hmm. 
then it immediately is like we are on, <laughs> we, we are on a mission together. Right. And it actually requires paying very close attention because people can say this and they can say that, but it really is with time that you realize if someone is invested in the truth yeah. and committed to it 100%. And that's how we have also been able to support each other to mm -hmm. say, no, this is not good for us or this is not good for you or mm -hmm. we have to work on this. And of course, conflicts also arise. <laughs> in that process and through our differences but I think that is extremely important it's not only extremely important as a couple but also how we support each other as individuals for example when you found out that I work under my value you would question that and you would mm -hmm. push me to ask for more or to negotiate mm -hmm. and this reminder from you that is so beautiful if you can do this in a relationship yeah <laughs> it's like reflecting to the other how valuable and important you are and i remember how at the beginning we made a commitment and we made a promise to each other never to insult each other of course we you know sometimes have had fights sometimes have had big fights in the course of 17 years that we've been together but the most we have said to each other <laughs> that was angry was fuck you but we never said yeah you are this you are that no. we never degraded each other this way and that is necessary i think how can you reflect who the other person is if you don't see their value their beauty yes absolutely if you're demeaning them mm -hmm. i i remember because i can become very quickly very angry mm -hmm. uh, so that I started from the very beginning to point my anger not at you mm -hmm. like talking into the corner of the room or <laughs> to not point this energy towards yes. you I grew up in West Germany and as far as I could remember, it was very homophobic. The criminal code of the Bundesrepublik Deutschland, the part of the country aligned with Western allies, included the brutal paragraph 175 and 175 clause A from the Nazi government. This law made homosexual relations between men an offense punishable with prison. It remained in place until 1969, when a more moderate version of it was adopted. It was only dropped in 1994, after the fall of the Berlin Wall and the reunification with East Germany, which had a much more progressive view on that subject. I did not foresee any more changes in my lifetime. But then, in 1998, Gerhard Schröder, a democratic socialist, became Germany's chancellor in a coalition with the Green Party, promising to institute domestic partnerships for same-sex couples. I was shocked. His promise became law in 2001 after consideration by the highest court despite bitter resistance from conservative governors and the Catholic Church. 
all of a sudden I could kind of marry a gay man. Two years after Mario and I met, we became registered life partners in Cologne's historic city hall at a time when it was still inconceivable in the US. He was eligible to receive a working visa and covered by my health insurance right away. We married again in New York City in 2017 when it was finally possible to do so. Reflecting on our history, it quickly became clear we didn't want to focus on the issue of same-sex marriage or the struggles we faced having our relationship legally recognized. Instead, our conversation turned to love and the ways it has transformed us. A lot of people say I love you very quickly to people when they meet and they fall in love with someone which is kind of like a, an idealization of the other person, which as part of the process is very romantic and beautiful. Yes. But it can really trap you because then you can easily force yourself to believe that you love the person and you don't really understand what that means. Mm -hmm. We decided already that I would come here to New York to give it a try. Yeah, right, right. Yes, right. And I was like, do I really love you? Do you really love me? All these kind of things. And then I realized, I, I told you that it was basically not so important. It, the most important thing is if I feel my life is so open that love can change it. Mm -hmm. Love is something like space. Mm -hmm. Am I really ready to surrender something I cannot control? Love is not controlled. Love it really is like a spaciousness. It, it's a letting go. It's mm -hmm. a surrender, allowing the other to be who they are. Yes, and I think that somehow you have to be at peace with yourself to allow that space for others to... Yes. If you don't have that, then everything is manipulation and it's actually all about your own ego. I mean, I know that spiritually it is a state of being and that we are love. And this I have discovered in my own mm -hmm. being. But in relation to somebody, at least in, in our experience, the seeds of it were there from the beginning. And this openness and curiosity that we had for each other, open-heartedness. But it's kind of a state that you create together and it develops very, very slowly. Trust is an immensely important factor in it mm -hmm. because it's, it's so much about how we are responding to each other, to our needs, to our healing process and really being honest with each other in our communication mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. And so it grows. It's like, <laughs> it's, like yes. it's growing and yes. growing and growing and growing. And that has been fascinating for me because people often say or believe that, oh, you know, after a while you get bored with your partner, it's always the same and or the love can die. But we never got on that track that I could easily get into in relationships in the past before I met you. Mm. It was like, this is not good. Maybe we need to break up instead of this is somehow interfering with our togetherness. Yes, yes. <laughs> and so we need to address it. Yes. So it stops interfering. <laughs> yes. experience with you it's been exactly the opposite every day that we spend together our love flourishes more it becomes deeper it moves with us yeah yes 
of course, I trust you and I feel you trust me, but it's also the trust in love itself. Mm -hmm. I always trusted that initial decision to stay with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I always felt that was a right decision. Yes. Because I really feel if you make a, a decision from your heart, <laughs> then you are supported in this. Yeah. It's like the universe says, okay, let's go. There was also a mystery in it. A mystery, yes. I remember saying to you, it's you I want to be with. It's you I want to spend my life with. And that was not even two months after we'd met. Yeah, this was like a key sentence for me when you said this, because that was kind of my list. I will just be together with somebody who expresses very clearly that he wants me. And so. one of the key things on my list, the last point, The 10th point was someone that stays. And you turned out to be that person that no matter what, you stayed. You didn't run away. You didn't escape. You didn't end things. You didn't abandon me. And so we we're like fulfilling that deeper need with each other, healing from our childhood. When you said love moves with us, do you, what do you mean by that? Yeah, the one thing is that we can say, okay, we love each other every day more. Mm -hmm. But I feel it's maybe not always a more. It's always like we are in this train and the train is the love train. And so it moves this way and this way. And sometimes we feel it's growing, it's getting bigger. But actually, we, we moved around another corner, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So you mean like it, it's accompanying us or? It's carrying us. It's carrying us. Yeah, it's like the force and the track both at the same time it's mm -hmm. it's what's moving the train forward and the track that it's moving on yes and also the direction yeah the direction is infinite i mean this is <laughs> what i mean you know yes when i say more and more uh -huh. in a way it's like it has no end it is expansive even if you halt like a train might stop at moments at a station or between two places temporarily then it starts moving again and it keeps going and we're in it and we're going together and i feel like even death is not going to stop that because it's okay that there's one final stop when you die and i don't think that's true at all because this is not about our physicality or this dimension we are on a journey that is like on another level and it's very spiritual and it's about our souls on a journey together Do we have to say anything about being gay in this? I'm very grateful that I am gay and I can be with you because of it. Yes, I feel the same. The music credits for this episode go to Good Be Music and Zen Men generously published on pixabay.com.